what up fam it's me it's me it's jcb bringing to you episode 12 of new normal wrestling that's right we are the new normal wrestling podcast and i'm here with my good brother dj maddie g and it yes. is a very happy aew day brother happy aew today to you as well my friend happy aew yesterday does that even make sense? Happy AEW you know, it, it yesterday for us. to everyone listening. Also, happy Tico Day. Tico. <laughs> also, happy uh, Bobby Bonilla Day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, didn't didn't get that in my feed this morning, but yeah, sure is. Yeah. Today, do you know what Bobby Bonilla Day is? Uh, hey, tell tell me what what's Bobby Bonilla? Every day? year, I'm just gonna put it to you like this. Every year, this fucking guy gets a check from the Mets. Matt, okay. Of like one point or no, $19 million or some crazy shit like that. Yeah, the greatest contract two, ever written. Yeah, until 2035. And yep. the dude's like almost 60 years old. Yep. Now, if you oh, want to talk about how, sitting lavish. How, how that long has that been going on, right too? Since 20, uh, 2005, I think, or 20, I think 05 was when his contract started. So since 05. Yeah. 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 I wish I had For, those problems. Forever. Mm-hmm. You know I what? We, we, got, uh, we, we, we got Brother Wade joining us in a little bit. Uh, uh, I think Jack Nicholson has a similar deal with kind of anything that has to do with cinematic jokers. I don't know if that was a, a rumor I had heard before or not, but he gets points on every movie that has Joker too. Again, I heard this a long-ass time ago. He, he is definitely one of the pop culture men of the station. We will ask him when he comes on. But, All right, uh, awesome. Yeah, I didn't know that Bobby Bonilla collected his check today. I didn't either. I found it out this morning when I was talking to Doc and he sent me an article to tell me what Bobby I was like, what the hell is Bobby Vanilla Day? Yeah. So I just learned that out a couple couple hours ago. But well, happy, yeah. We are here to talk about some wrestling, not Bobby Vanilla and his ridiculous contract and the stupid amount of money he gets every fucking year. Yeah. Um, We're earning that E-tag nice and early. I like that. Yeah, right? So listen, let's start off with uh, a quick update on some New Japan. New Japan Cup has been going on. Mm-hmm. We are getting ready for the New Japan Cup quarterfinals, uh, which is going to be happening within the next week or so. I don't have, I should have had a date for that. I apologize, fam. Uh, but the quarterfinals is going to have Tomohiro Ishii taking on Hiromu Takahashi. We have Kazuchika Okada taking on Taiji Ishimori. We have Tai Chi taking on Sonata and Yoshihashi taking on Evil. So we are down to our final eight. We started yeah. off with 32. We are down to our final eight of this tournament. We'll face Tetsui Naito at Dominion on July 12th for the IWGP Intercontinental Championship and the IWGP Heavyweight Championship. I got it right that time. <laughs> are you going to be uh, tuning into Dominion? Yeah, uh, I would like to, especially after uh, since they've been off TV and not not holding a lot of the live shows over due to yeah. the pandemic. So I really yep. want to try and tune into Dominion to check this out. Yeah, same here, the same here. Finals of the uh, tournament will be held uh, on July 11th, live from Osaka Joe Hall, where they're going to start allowing some uh, some of the fans to be in attendance for the show. So for the finals of the tournament and for Dominion, but they're only allowed at one third capacity right now. But one it's going to be good to yeah one third capacity. That's still a lot. That's still a lot. I don't you know, know what I don't know what the overall capacity is for Osaka Joe Hall, but uh, just to see some fans at a live event, uh, especially for a wrestling event after all these months, is going to be awesome to see. Because we still haven't heard anything about AEW or WWE bringing any any fans back into live shows yet. 
It's uh, it's sixteen thousand fans at the Joe. <laughs> the Joe. Sixteen thousand yeah, at six, the Joe. Sixteen thousand at the Joe. And I did hear a rumor. Um, ooh, where did I get it from? I think it was What Culture. I I, I snagged mm. this rumor from. It was just something I happened upon. Uh, that it looks like there was a temporary booking for what's going to be a live Raw in September as of now. Ooh. Yeah, okay. um, I don't know if those facts are correct or not. Like I said, a complete rumor. I, I absolutely stole it from somebody else I saw on the internet. Didn't really get a chance to look into it before we had this today. But yeah, I did hear that that you know coming down the pipe, Vince is hoping for for uh, live audiences in the crowd, be you it see, smaller. I, I read something where Vince was looking for live crowds before the end of July because he wants to have a live audience for SummerSlam. Right. So I don't think that's happening at all, especially if they're going to try to do it in Florida with with the the, the big uptick in numbers going on in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll we'll talk about how that has also plagued uh, wrestling, WWE specifically, over the past week as well. But – you know, just like Bruce Pritchard, I don't deal with rumor or, innu- or innuendo. So we'll be right. sure we get our facts on those live shows. And we'll bring it back to the fan. But uh, staying on the topic of New Japan, two other wrestlers, two other good brothers who recently got their release from WWE have been in talks about uh, possibly going back to New Japan. Not that recently, but, brother. We're coming up on those 90 days. But... Also, reports over the past 24 hours or so are showing that these same good brothers, I'm being very uh, very subtle here. No one's going to know who I'm talking about when I say good brothers. No, no clue. Um, no clue. Are also now potentially making a return. I shouldn't say a return because only one was ever in this promotion, uh, but to Impact Wrestling. Yeah, yeah. So if you don't know who I'm talking about, Maddie, I'm talking about <laughs> Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson. Now, Luke Gallows did have a stint in Impact as Doc as part of the Aces and Aces and Ace. Yeah. Uh, Carl Anderson never was in Impact Wrestling, but it looks like uh, they're going to be making their way over to Impact Wrestling and also something in their contracts going to allow them to also compete in New Japan as well. Yep. Yep. Before we get into that talk, I think now we need to bring in the lavish one to really add. Uh, to give us the full experience, if you will, or the Wade experience, if you will. So let's get into some impact wrestling talk. So ladies and gentlemen, the lavish one, Mr. Quarantine Gene himself, Mr. Wade Ilson. <laughs> wow. I'm telling you, your intros are just amazing. Yeah, you know, did, did, did I screw up so bad last week? You had to like just steamroll that one this week, man. I, I was trying to give him some new shit. I was trying nah, to give him some new shit, good. man. Oh, I, was man. Giving, I was giving him the new normal flavor. Come on. The new normal. That's what I'm talking about. Wade, welcome back, brother. Welcome. Uh, we, we definitely had to have you back because uh, listeners, if you're listening to this show right now, you probably listened to our bonus episode about an hour and a half prior to this show coming out where we were talking about women's wrestling. Uh, and one specific wrestler we were talking about was Tessa Blanchard and Impact Wrestling. We're going to get to her in a minute. But I wanted to make sure I brought you back on for this talk. But wait, let's talk about Gallus and Anderson going to Impact. I mean, we have Slammiversary coming up in a few weeks uh, in July. July 18th, I believe, was the date. Yep. So uh, in what capacity do you think we're going to see Gallus and Anderson? Do you think at this point, now that the tag title match has been announced for Slammiversary, that's where they're going to make their statement. Mm, you know what? That could be one of the places they make their statement, but also they've been hinting at, and you know, a lot of returns coming back to the impact impact wrestling. And one of them that was very intriguing since um, 
D'Lo Brown is one of the bookers or writers there is the Aces and Eights might be making their return. So what if the Aces and Eights have a new oh. member included since Doc, well, Gallows was already a member. So why not bring the Good Brothers and make mm. them part of the reformed or brand new Aces and Eights? Interesting. Uh, question, is Bully Ray still under contract with Impact? I believe, no, I don't think so. He's with Ring of Honor. He's been with Ring of Honor for quite some time now. I don't know what the contract looks like, but he's been with Ring of Honor since, oh, God, he made his in-ring debut the weekend of uh, Mania New Orleans. Mm -hmm. Okay. He's been down there since then. So we can see him return. We could see him make a return. See, Uh, I would would go nuts for that because they were talking about the amount. Bully's been openly not happy with, the TV situation on busted open. So if, you know, if contracts ran out, if things happened, if they had to cut weight or, or whatever, seeing bully come back would be fantastic. Throw, throw him in there. Now, would you want to see the original aces and eights format again, or would you want to see something slightly different? Slightly more compact form. Honestly, the aces and eights, it was a great thing while it lasted. It just turned into the NWO at some yep. point. It had too many members mm-hmm. and too many no names. If you keep the group as a concise little tight unit, because that's mm-hmm. what Impact was built on when it was TNA. You had units, but there were maybe four to five members in the group. No more, no less. That's, so why not have it where it where Aces and Eights is a small unit and they still do damage? That's that's working real, real well on other promotions too. You got the inner circle with AEW, the Undisputed Era with NXT, uh, with Ring of Honor, you've got um the villain club, uh, villain club, villain, villain enterprises. enterprises. Um right. you, you know, it's yeah, I, I, I agree. Do you think do you think Bully and Carl's and uh uh Anderson and Gallows would be too big a start? Or do you think that bringing them all in at the same time is the way to make it happen? You want to make an impact, no pun intended, you bring them all in at the same time. Mm. Nice. Nice. I'd like to yeah. see that too. I would have to agree. Again, I now, now correct me if I'm wrong, uh, Aces and Eights was a TNA product, not an impact product, correct? Impact. It was impact. Okay. It was impact. It was impact. Uh, again, uh, I, I'm not going to pretend like I was a TNA Impact fan in the day. I wasn't. I know all about Aces and Eights. I know about the whole angle with Bully Ray and Brooke Hogan when Hogan and Bischoff were still involved. I know I know that whole thing. Um, I do have to agree, Wade, from what I've seen. Aces and Eights did turn into uh, just a, a, a bad version of the NWO. Now, on that same note, with the other wrestlers that uh, received their release over the past couple months – were any of those wrestlers in Aces and Eights originally? And do you, could you see them making their way back over to Impact and joining the stable as well? Uh, as far as I remember, no. I don't think there were any other Aces and Eights members that were released from that other company a while ago. I, it's a small... That other company. That other company. <laughs> um, you know, that they failed not to bring up. That other company up, up, up north. Um, right. I believe it's just Doc. Doc is the only one from Aces and Eights that was originally in that group. Okay. So let's talk about, again, these uh, wrestlers that did get their release. Uh, Impact for weeks now has been announcing that a former uh, champion, world champion, will be making their return to Impact uh, come Slammiversary. Now, from what it looks like, from the the social media videos, from the posts, from what I've seen on, on Impact as well, I tend to believe it's we're going to see some EC3 
come back. But now in what capacity, oops, I hit my microphone. In what capacity now? I think there are two, two possible scenarios for EC3, okay? And also, Wade, just real quick, I did not watch Impact this week. I was catching up on UFC Fight Night last night, so I have to catch up on Impact later on today. But I think there's two, there's two routes that EC3 can go if he does make his return. You have Moose, who is the current TNA world champion, who he is really trying to bring, quote-unquote, old school and making it cool again. So I think that could be a route that EC3 can go, is go after Moose for that TNA title. Or... Wait, I'll let you elaborate on the current uh, Impact World Championship situation now that the one Tessa Blanchard has been terminated from Impact, which leaves an opening in this new championship main event at Slammiversary. So EC3 can either go for the TNA title or does he get put into this main event match for the Impact Championship? But first, let's talk about how that match came about. So please, wait, elaborate on what happened with Tessa and what the new main event is looking like. Well, uh, this past weekend, we were all at home, you know, as we've all been during this quarantine, and an alert was sent out through TNA. Well, I'm sorry, through Impact, through social media, and it went it went mega. She was trending after this. Mm-hmm. It had put out, not wished her best in future endeavors, not any of that, you know, normal stuff we used to get. They said Impact Wrestling has terminated Tessa Blanchard uh, and dry. She's now, not. hold on. I, I want to talk about that. In all of our years of watching wrestling, of being a wrestling fan, has any promotion ever used that kind of vocabulary, that terminology, that this wrestler has been terminated from their contract? Like, they didn't just release them. They didn't say, hey, we decided to part ways. They terminated. Terminated just sounds harsh. I I like it, though. But what the hell do you think happened? I mean, from the reports that we've seen, we know that Tessa wasn't really that easy to work with in terms of what impact was asking of her, but holy shit, man, that's got to put a scar on her reputation now. It definitely does. I mean, believe me, there's a lot of rumors surrounding and a lot of things that have come to the light that we didn't see before. Uh, I'm a Patreon. You know, I have Patreon. I use it a lot. Mm -hmm. And I was, I don't know how it stands now, um, a Patreon of Tessa Blanchard. Now, the thing that was going around when she was doing this was she had, um, she had, uh, you know, talked about her wedding. She, that was cool. Impact understood that. They knew she was getting married. They also thought that she also started posting that she was doing photo shoots and people could go buy them with um, Selena De La Renta. I know you're familiar with her from the MLW days. Mm-hmm. So that was cool. Okay, fine. What we've come, what's come to light is Impact asked her to do simple things. And I feel these were the simplest things you had to do. And then what else happened after that made me go, yo, I'm losing a lot more cred for you than I have before. What her issue was, they sent, they asked her, listen, we know the taping schedule is a little wonky right now. We know you can't make it out due to you in Mexico. We're going to do some video stuff and edit it to where it looks like we're having a conversation with you to talk about what's going to happen at Slammiversary. Now, originally the plans were at Slammiversary since her contract was up last week. He was going to drop the title. She didn't want to play ball. She didn't want to do that. She refused to drop the title and she refused to show up to any impact tapings as far as that title is concerned. That sent off the thing with management. 
I also feel there's another common factor that people are not forgetting. And I spoke to both of you about this off here, so I'm going to bring it up now. The Deanna Perrazzo signing. I think that played a key factor in what happened. Those two have had a beef for a very, very long time. You, there's even video footage documenting said beef. So I feel those are two, two to three scenarios of why she's playing what she's do, doing, what she's doing. And as a fan, I am not happy with what she's doing. Right. All right. So now, so what did Impact decide to do for the main event at Slammiversary for the now vacant Impact World Championship? Again, you got to give Impact credit. They handled business. They didn't waste no time. They didn't even mention her name on the taping. They just said, the Impact World Championship is now vacant. So, at Slammiversary, it will now be a fatal four-way between Trey, Ace Austin, Eddie Edwards, and a mystery pro- opponent to be named down the road. Okay. So that brings it back to EC3. Mm-hmm. I think that could be a spot for EC3. I think what if EC3 shows up, makes a fucking uber impact, and goes after Moose for the TNA Championship, and shows up in the main event for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. He doesn't, have to, he doesn't have to win both titles. He could win one and not the other one, but he could still make an impact in both, and again, no pun intended, and being in both of those matches. Mm. Right? Now, did you, you want to take this one or I'll take it? <laughs> ah, you're going to be more eloquent. Not my cup of tea. I think that's spreading him too thin. <laughs> I, I, uh, and and I, I think... I, I personally don't like the Moose run. I've never been a fan of Moose. I don't like the fake belt thing. It's been done a lot mm-hmm. of times. Um, okay. I, I think that if you're going to make a big splash with an EC3, you put him in the championship picture right away and either, A, follow me on this, way. You're probably not mm-hmm. going to like this, but either give it to him or have him get screwed out of it. Mm-hmm. Make okay. him a legit impact. God, we're all doing it now. A, a legitimate contender <laughs> right it's off the thing. bat. Yeah, wait, you, you, wait. It's, it's like, it's like uh, yawning, man. You did it to all of us. Make yeah. him <laughs> make him a devastating, legitimate comeback because he is a former champion. He is in right. ridiculous shape. I mean, mm-hmm. you, you've been watching the videos. Everybody's seen the Instagram. Name yep. one person that's as just slapped up as he is on the roster right now. Mm-mm. Yeah, he is. You can't. He, you can't. he looks. He looks great. He. Everybody that was behind him and his negative push from WWE will be tuning in. Their buy rate is going to be. I'm willing to bet that just the question marks are going to move the needle more so than the regular roster. Right. You know, your champion's gone. You have no clue what's going to happen. Moose, I could give a fuck about. Uh, I think the North is going to retain. Uh, unless Gallows and Anderson show up, in which case, if Gallows and Anderson show up, and well, no, the match is already the match is already decided, so it doesn't matter. Right. The North is going to retain. Um, you know, just to have EC3 come in and win that belt, motherfuck everybody, <laughs> shake it up and, and shake it up and, because uh, everybody's really going like, to be following. Everybody's going to be following what happens to Tessa for the next few weeks. Why not keep? Why not keep impact in that conversation? Mm-hmm. Right. And I also like what EC3 has been doing, how he has, he's changing the narrative and, and that, oh. that's his shtick now. And I really like how he's doing that. I like that his social media videos have been very raw, yeah. very dark. Uh, it's almost NWO like just about the black and white. But mm-hmm. I, I like that. I like that image. And I really think obviously a place like Impact are going to allow him to still do that and, and, and produce that kind of content uh, for that promotion. I think it's awesome. 
So we have to wait and see what happens with EC3. But let's go back to Tessa now. Mm-hmm. Uh, as Maddie just said, people are going to be watching Tessa closely over the next few weeks. Rumor has it that WWE has reached out to Tessa and is showing interest in her. But before we talk about WWE and why that is a good or bad move for her, I am, I don't want to say I'm really shocked, but I guess in a way I am. Her father, uh, Tully Blanchard, is under contract with AEW. AEW has made no mention or no moves towards Tessa Blanchard. Her father has made no moves or statements uh, for his daughter. Not that he really has to, because I guess two different promotions. But do you think it's a thing where Tessa doesn't really want to fall into a Charlotte situation where Tessa is the daughter of Tully Blanchard? Tessa wants to be her own person, and she doesn't want to go where her father is. Uh, mm. You know, I, I could see that being a thing. It, it could also our, go ahead. It, it could also go the other way, man. Uh, Wade, Wade said it a few minutes ago. Tessa's had a lot of shit going on in her career. Uh, it seems like AEW is trying to steer away from that situation, especially with things that are going on right now. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if the temperature of of what AEW is trying to do is is the right pool for Tessa to go swimming in. I think right. you'll never hear me say that I want to see a top star go to WWE. You'll never hear me say that one of my favorite performers, I want to go to WWE. But at this point, I think Tess is a better fit in WWE. Mm-hmm. I, the, I, the women's division in AEW definitely needs help, but I don't know. I don't know if there's enough strong talent in that pool for her to fight on even a weekly basis. Wade, Wade definitely disagrees on this one. Um, I feel either way, wherever you put her, it's going to be, a, it's going to be some type of controversy surrounding it. Um, Tessa Blanchard, as great as she is, there's an old saying about people like that. Amazing talent in ring, major headache outside of it. Right. Whatever locker room she decides to go. And I know there's feelings for her in WWE, but who's to say she won't end up in AEW, which would contradict themselves because they shut the whole thing down with the Hogan's with the whole racial comments were that's, brought up. That's kind of where I was leaning towards. Right, right. So I don't know. Wherever she goes, it's going to follow controversy. And they're mm-hmm. going to have to, like, prep her. Yeah. They're going to have to be like, listen, if you're going to be here, you're going to have to do. And I've heard this comparison before, and I don't know if you guys have heard it. The Randy Orton move. You're going to have to through trainings you're gonna have to do this you're gonna jump mm-hmm. have to jump through. you're gonna have to be on your p's and q's as far as it goes on whatever roster they put her on and from what what's being said she's gonna get straight shot up to the main roster which mm-hmm. i don't think should happen <sighs> yeah i i just it, we're all gonna watch we're all gonna mm-hmm. find out and we're, we're all, gonna, all gonna tune in wherever she shows up right but I agree with you, Wade. I don't think she should get shot up to the main roster, even though we talked about it uh, on our bonus episode, that there is a lot of opportunity now for, women's, for women on the main roster on Raw and SmackDown to start making a name for themselves. Uh, but that's, that's the place for Ruby Riot to really step up and uh, take over <laughs> that division. By the way, did we notice how Ruby Riot had three, what is it, three or four segments on Raw this week? Four. Did you book that? Did you book and that? I'm just saying, I, that was I, the best I might part. have... <laughs> I, I might have gotten the, the storyline for the night and I just kind of rewrote, made some edits and sent it back into Vince. So Vince, thank you very much for following my, my creative on that. Is that two weeks uh, in a row that we influenced creative? Yeah, oh, I, I, I believe so. so. Well, they obviously, they obviously listen to our show. 
Of course. They need some, some kind of um, they, they need some kind of roadmap on how to get them to their new normal. And they then we have the best ideas. So, of course. Of so course. <laughs> uh, with, with that being said, going back to the uh, world championship picture and impact, mm-hmm. uh, we talked about last week, the uh, hashtag speaking out uh, movement, which did plague uh, the pro wrestling industry, mainly in the in the UK. But it did hit some of the uh, the U.S. as well. And one of the me- people that we mentioned was Mike Elgin who was originally in the Slammiversary main event for the title in a fatal five-way, but he has since been released from his contract in Impact. Uh, I believe it was the same day Tessa got terminated, or maybe a day within a day before or after uh, Tessa's termination, Mike Elgin was released. So that's why he's no longer in that title picture as well. Uh, real quick, again, since I did not catch Impact this week because I was catching up on UFC Fight Night, what else happened on Impact this week that's going to help pave the way for Slammiversary? Uh, well, there were some um, mentions of the title. Uh, I noticed that what they're doing now is having uh, Ace Austin's new heavy. He has a mm. new heavy, uh, which is Madman Fulton, who was originally part of OVE, pretty much yes. trying to take out the competition from the uh, Fatal 4-Way that was set up. And it has been some very, very killer work between him and uh, Eddie Edwards a week before, and him and Trey. Let's, let, let me speak on the record here. I am a Rascals fan. Mm-hmm. The three of those guys are the most, are some of the most talented individuals on that roster. Trey is my dark horse to win that title. If nobody else gets it, I would love to see Trey get it. And plus, there's an ongoing story with he feels that what's been going on with him is he's been getting jumped every time he's had a major opportunity mm-hmm. at a title mm-hmm. or something big he feels that since ace austin has a new heavy that's the one that's doing it so i like how they were playing that story and trey has been the most vicious he's ever been and i've ever seen him be in that match last night on impact or down and now also uh there was a another women's match announced for the number one contender uh first time anniversary yeah, I mean, it just it, it kind of piggybacks what we've been talking about, you know, with our, with women's wrestling, and it's going to be a killer match. I believe it was was it is it elimination style or was it like a rumble type of match? Gauntlet, gauntlet, yeah. Ga- mm-hmm. ga- that's, I'm sorry, gauntlet matches, right? So um, I'm trying to pull it up right here so I can give you the. Uh... But I was gonna tell, I was gonna uh, speak on something, Maddie G. Did you notice the graphic with those people who are in said match as uh, Bones pulls it up? Mm-hmm. It looks oh. kind of uh, it looks kind of interesting. I didn't catch it. Um, when you get a chance, please take a look at that. I want you to take a look at that and look at the details of that. Take a look at the picture itself. Well, while Maddie's looking at that, the people, the women that are involved in this match are Alicia Edwards, mm-hmm. Havoc, Kira Hogan, Kimberly, who Wade and I have seen live against mm-hmm. Thick Mama Pump, mm-hmm. uh, Kylie Ray, Smiley Kylie. Uh, am I saying this right? Nevea, Nevea, Nevea. Okay. Mm-hmm. Rosemary, Susie, Tasha Steeles, and Taya Valkyrie. So it's a gauntlet match to determine the number one contender for the Impact Knockouts Championship. Now so, that's confirmed that it's the Impact Knockouts Champion that chip match, right? That's confirmed. Yep, that is confirmed. Correct. How many people are in that match? That is 10, 10 stars, ten wrestlers. Six, Divide seven, that. Ten. Do you notice anything about the picture? I don't have the picture in front of me, Maddie. What do you think? No, I'm not picking anything up. All those women are tag teams. 
Oh. Yara oh. Hogan and, and Tasha Steeles. And they're actually standing okay. up next to each other, too. Mm-hmm. Nevaeh and, ha- and Havoc. You could have Kimberly okay. and Alicia be a, mi- a mismatch team. Susie okay. and Kylie Ray, And you got Ty and Rosemary. Yep. Who's to say, yes, it's a number one contenders match for a knockout title. Who's to say Ooh. it's the knockout title? Oh, man, you brought this up. You wow. brought this up uh, last time we talked, yeah. Mm-hmm. About bringing back the women's tag titles. Interesting. And well, it's pretty interesting. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, Rosemary in a, in a funny, in a hilarious segment last night. I know you didn't catch your votes, but uh, on um, Madison Rain's little talk show thing. Oh, God. That was great. I'm that sorry. Was, that, was, I, that was one of the best parts of the show. I loved it. It was so. Oh man, yeah, yeah, Bones. You got, you got to go. You got to go back and watch. You got to go. Where'd back you get your check? Where'd you get your shirt? The same place you got your pants. Your pants, <laughs> dude. And you know what? The the whole rest of it was pretty good too. But man, I I I could just I could watch those two go back and forth all day long. Well, now uh, wait. Uh, let me ask you this: Out of those ten stars that are going to be in this gauntlet match, what other women are on the roster besides you know your Deanna Prazzo and your your Jordan Grace in Impact? Is it, does it just so happen that all the rest of the women on the roster are in tag teams? Yep. Would it be a coincidence? That's a coincidence. All those wrestlers are in tag teams or in factions. Let's not say tag teams. We don't want to jump the gun, even mm-hmm. though, I mean, this is one of the most listened to shows. And as you can see, Impacts and WWE seem to be going in the direction of what we talk about. Oh, obviously. Sure right. do. <laughs> obviously. I mean, I don't... <laughs> I don't. I'm not now, against it. Now, only if we got paid to to be to work in their creative. But you know, I'd be I'm, an impact creative, and you know why? It's easy. <laughs> I digress. Easy work. Easy work. I'd be <laughs> awesome. All right. Uh, so, Wade, mm-hmm. why don't you stick around? You're already here. We got yeah, some man. more stuff to talk about. Stick around. Love to hear your thoughts. Yes. Uh, let's uh, switch on over from Impact Wrestling. Let's go over to some NXT UK news. Uh, there was a lot of talk about NXT UK over the past week, as, as as we mentioned, the hashtag speaking out movement really plagued uh, the UK wrestling scene. Uh, there were some stars from NXT UK who have been released, uh, Liguero, Travis Banks. And since last week, uh, Joe Coffey has now been suspended and two of the NXT UK referees have, have been released. Mm-hmm. There was a big press conference happening this week. Uh, every Obviously, all the reports and all the dirt sheets uh, wanted to jump the gun and think that they were going to cancel NXT UK because of the uh, bad uh, bad publicity that, that the, the promotion has gotten due to the movement. But it ended up just being a reminder from Triple H, because as Maddie said off the air, this is Triple H's brainchild. Triple H really got the NXT UK brand together. Just him reiterating to everyone, uh, oh, and by the way, the call was all hands on deck. Producers, referees, announcers, wrestlers, everyone was all hands on deck. Yeah, the conference and call, not not the not the presser. There was no press. Well, was, the, I'm sorry, conference call. Yeah. I said press conference, conference call. That's okay. Uh, but it's just Triple H reminding everyone, hey, we don't take this shit lightly. Any kind of allegations for harassment or abuse, uh, we will uh, take the necessary actions, even if that means t- terminating your contract. Uh, which I was relieved that they weren't going to get rid of the entire brand because there are such amazing stars over there. You have your Walters, you have your Tyler Bates, your Pete Dunn, your Tony Storms, your, uh, your, your, oh man, Kaylee Ray, I almost said Kylie Kaylee Ray, Ray. Kaylee <laughs> Ray, who was the uh, longest 
the longest women's uh, NXT UK champion currently right now. Um, and we talked about it roughly last week as well. Uh, some, if NXT UK did go away, we should bring some of these stars over to the black and gold brand. But you have guys like Walter, who's the current NXT UK champion, who has already said he does not want to leave the United Kingdom. So if that was the case, then he would he would just stay there and we would not have the opportunity to have uh, to have the privilege of seeing him on a weekly or biweekly basis. So right now, NXT UK still is not holding any live events because the UK is on serious lockdown because of the pandemic. But once they are able to reopen the country, they will be uh, they will continue their uh, their tapings moving forward, which is I think is great news in the end for a lot of these stars. So, yeah, especially especially for worldwide recognition. I mean, if if NXT closed up their doors, you know, the reason they went over there, the UK had a pretty good independent wrestling scene going. I, I don't think any of those guys would have a hard time finding work once everything opens back up. Maybe right. not to the same level, maybe not the same pay, but the wrestling scene wouldn't wither and die. It's not like WWE would go away and that would be it for UK wrestling. Right. But it is good news for the people that are employed by NXT UK and and the people that are aspiring to do that. It's it's going to keep another notch, you know, another level up that they can continue to move. Especially like you said with a guy like Walter, he openly stated NXT is great for that. You know, Champa said a while ago he didn't want to go up to the main roster because of the travel schedule. He was happy with NXT and his body's going to last longer. He can spend time with his family. Walter doesn't want to leave the UK. It's right. it's nice that these people are getting these opportunities. And like you said, it's good for us as as fans to get that payoff, be it mm-hmm. weekly, bi-weekly, even monthly with just takeovers. If if you don't watch the program, you know, mm-hmm. or not monthly with uh, takeovers, uh, you know, uh, what, what's UK? Is UK quarterly with takeovers? They've yeah, only had quarterly. they've quarterly. only had two, three takeovers so far. And the one they were mm-hmm. the, they were supposed to have takeover Cardiff, but that got canceled or right. postponed because of the pandemic. So it would have been their fourth one. Yeah, so takeover. so even if even if you only keep up with it quarterly, it's a chance for you to still get it with with the original you know ten dollars that you're spending anyway. Right, and I I think it's great because if you do see if you do watch NXT UK every week, then that means it's Tony time every <laughs> single week, and yes. I'm okay with that. I'm always too. always okay with that. Uh, now let's move on over to uh, some other news as I mentioned earlier, uh, talking about you know the pandemic and the coronavirus. Uh, COVID has officially, uh, I don't want to say plagued because plagued is a strong word right now, but it has hit the WWE. It hasn't hit any of the in-ring stars, but it has hit some of the, uh, the announcers and backstage personalities. We do have, uh, Jamie Noble, Adam Pierce, ring announcer, Kayla Braxton, and also Renee Young have all, uh, gone on record over the past week or so on their Twitter saying that they have all tested positive for COVID. Kayla Braxton tested positive for the second time because she had it already back in March. So if anyone's listening out there, if you had COVID and you beat it, don't think you're immune to it. You can get it a second time. Now, uh, it's unfortunate that, that you know, uh, th- these, four, uh, th- these four people do have, I do wish them a, hel- a speedy recovery. Now, uh, as we've seen over the past few weeks, they are starting to allow "quote unquote" live crowds into the tapings for WWE programming. Uh, over the past week or so, they are wearing masks now in the audience. <laughs> Those are all masks. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, you notice how they had like a Monday Night Raw mask. I think it was Eric Bugenhagen had like a, mo- a red Monday Night Raw mask on. That's what I meant. The raw masks. The raw yeah. masks. The raw mask. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, man. Um, I love it, but. 
Uh, I just hope WWE is taking all the necessary precautions to keep their their wrestlers and all their employees there safe, you know, moving forward. Because we talked about it. Florida has a big uptick in this uh, pandemic right now. And it's going to be unfortunate if uh, for any reason they have to go on a hiatus because of the, of the virus. Uh, I feel like I, I know I, I rag on them a lot and bring up the, the AEW situation a lot. I, I do still love the WWE when it's when it's good. It's great. It's just that there's so much content that they have to try to fill that it's easy to poke fun at. So, yeah. uh, but I also feel like like AEW's had be it a, maybe a smaller staff. I don't know. I don't know the logistics. I'm not going to pretend to be an insider on that, but I feel like they've had a better handle on this situation since the very beginning with bringing their wrestlers that have passed protocols in as a crowd to give the live crowd feeling to, to if you look at all their wristbands, they check and double check everybody who's going in the back and everybody who's going to be in contact with other people. They get checked every single time they go to Daly's place. They take t- Jim Ross. I think he said took two or three tests, COVID tests in one week. Um, I just feel like WWE was behind the eight ball. The the people are already upset about learning curves, you know, like you should have your shit figured out by now with something that big, that important, especially being on TV, you should have been doing the right thing from the get go. You should have those problems ironed out by now. Right now. That's going to lead me to uh, our next topic. I want to talk about the next two weeks of Wednesday night wars. Yes which is going to be at a much higher level than we're used to. It's not just going to be a usual NXT programming or usual AEW dynamite programming. We're going to have two pay-per-view style shows happening simultaneously for the next two weeks. Tonight, we're recording this on Wednesday, AEW day. So we have our first night tonight and then night Mm -hmm. two is going to be next Wednesday. So that's going to be AEW fighter fest. And we're going to have NXT great American bash. But before we get into those two cards uh, for night one and night two, uh, John Moxley, as everyone knows, is married to Renee Young. Now, John Moxley willingly last week chose to not take part in AEW Dynamite uh, for precautions. Now, that was before we all heard that Renee Young did test positive for COVID. Now, if he has been exposed, this p- potentially could mean that his match against Brian Cage might not happen on night two of Fighter Fest which isn't the end of the world. Uh, I hope, I don't think it's the end of the world. They could always have the match at a later date. Don't say such things. I saw saw Maddie's face. Now (laughs) it's obviously the end of the world. God forbid if Moxley gets it, you know, hopefully we all know Moxley, uh, Moxley is high risk because of his, um, what the hell did he have? Staff Uh, infection. Thank you. The staff infection. I couldn't think of the word. Yeah. So we do know he's high risk because of his staff infections in the past. Uh, I do hope that he's, he remains healthy and we do see him uh, at least for next week on night two of AEW. Um, but that's going to put a damper on things. You know, we're talking about how this is going to affect pro wrestling in itself. And uh, John Moxley being right now the face of the promotion and now li- living with someone who has tested positive, that that's big. Uh, uh, but as Maddie said, AEW is taking all the necessary precautions to keep their people safe. But, Matty, it looks like you have some kind of information on your iPad in front of you want to read to us. Nope. Oh, <laughs> you moved your iPad as if you wanted to read something to us. No, sorry, 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 oh. sorry, sorry. Oh, no, it's all I, good. I was, just, I was just pulling up the card, so as we go down, I have a Okay, gotcha. So, yeah, so on that note, uh, that, no, obviously that's a nice <laughs> Thanks, tool. Gonna, <laughs> you got it. Uh, to we'll have to wait and see what it. happens to Moxley. There's no, um, no reports yet. We're probably not going to hear anything probably until last minute. I don't think AEW is going to 
uh, get us excited for Moxley's return until we know for sure he is healthy and he's going to be able to make it. But uh, I'm just going to go out uh, right off the bat without even going down these cards. I am more excited for Great American Bash than I am Fighter Fest. And I'm going to tell you why as we go down these cards. So first, let's go over Fighter Fest. Night one for Fighter Fest. We have the private party with Matt Hardy. Which version of Matt Hardy that's going to be? Who knows? Uh, taking on Santana and Ortiz in a tag team match. Mm-hmm. We have Jurassic Express, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus with Marco Stunt taking on the team of MJF and Wardlow. This is a continuation of the Wardlow-Luchasaurus feud they've been having over the past few weeks. And then we have three title matches on the first night of Fighter Fest. I was talking to Maddie offline. AEW blew their load way too soon. Uh, I think they could have at least had two title matches on night one, two title matches on night two. Um, from the, the way it's listed, it looks like the tag title match might be the main event, which is I'm okay with that. Uh, but I would have booked it differently. But let's go over these matches. So it looks like the AEW Women's Championship match is going to be Hikaru Shida defending against Penelope Ford with Kip Sabian in her corner. Then we're going to have the TNT Championship match with Cody defending against Jake Hager. Then we're going to have the tag team title match, Kenny Omega and Hangman Adam Page defending against the best friends, Chucky e. T and Trent. Um, good matches on paper. I'm sure they're all going to be great matches in the ring as well. What excites you? Let's go, let's, let's go to uh, Maddie first. It's the AEW mark. What excites you most for this first night of Fighter Fest? Most? Uh, Omega and Page versus the best friends. Uh, it's, it's a good different situation. You know, they're, they're di- different, different styles. There's going to be a little bit of humor. There's going to be that, you know, will they, won't they with the championship. And to be perfectly honest, man, like I, I could, I can definitely see AEW pulling a, a, a left turn here and dropping the belts, you know, put Kenny and hangman back in the singles competition, give the best friends yes. the run that a lot of people want to see them have. And then eventually they can just get the shit kicked out of them by FTR and have the young bucks fight from behind FTR for once. But that's just, right. that's just me. You, you asked how I felt about, um, fighter fest. I, I know you said you, you think they blew their load. I think they did it right, man. I think that the matches that they, they put a lot of title matches in the first night. They put the, big title match and a lot of what's going to be very like people are going to tune in for orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. People are going to watch that. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good match. It's going to be hilarious. You're going to see a super violent, super angry, super temper tantrum, Chris Jericho versus uh, a, an orange Cassidy that people that don't watch bar wrestling might've never seen before. Um, right. I think the first night's a good night overall, but I'm definitely most excited about the possibilities with those tag titles. Okay. Uh, I tend to agree with you. I do think we're going to get a left-hand turn and the titles are going to be taken off of Omega and Page because, one, they haven't defended those titles in a while because they were getting ready for um, double or nothing with mm-hmm. their big uh, stadium stampede match. So they did not defend the titles for a while. And I mentioned this to Maddie weeks ago on um, our miniseries, Nothing to Wrestle. The, the big story between Page and Omega is their friendship is seems like it's at risk every week. Are they on the same page? Are they not on the same page? They are now facing a team called the best friends. The story writes itself. 
Yeah, they're if, playing. They're playing that up real hard too. Yeah, mm-hmm. they really if, are. If Page and Omega can't get on the same page, then the title has to go to the guys that do work better as a team, and that's going to be Chucky e. T and Trent Beretta. That's just the way I go. Uh, Wade, what what is your take on this first night, and what uh, which match are you looking forward to? Well, you know what, I would have done it a little differently too. I would have had all the preliminary matches and closed with Jericho and and Cassidy on night one, because that's a match a lot of people are looking forward to. Mm-hmm. And I would have had next week be Championship Wednesday. All mm-hmm. titles on the line in one night. But honestly, I do not see the best friends in, um, and Kenny and uh, Hangman main eventing. Mm-mm. Cody Rhodes is there. Yeah. Co- so, Co- Cody's a, Cody, Cody and Jake are definitely the main event. But, but even the though it shouldn't be. One I'm most excited about. No, of course not. Mm-hmm. Right. I honestly feel the tag team title should main event. AEW has, AEW has built on tag teams. Right. Their tag teams are killing it right now. Mm-hmm. So why not end it on that high note with a new title change? And you know what? Let the best friend get the dub. I want Hell them yeah. to get that dub. Hell yeah. Give it to them, man. They, I thought they were going to be a jobber squad for a while, but lately they just picked it up. Mm-hmm. And I eventually do want to see them drop the belts not to ftr i have a different team in mind they could drop those belts to do tell antenna and ortiz okay oh, you know yeah, from no, impact I mean, they are just absolutely just, mm-hmm. insane those are one of the teams that get treated like a joke and you want to talk about treated like a joke antenna and ortiz since they've gotten there i thought we're going to be right in the running for those tag titles mm-hmm. they weren't booked in the tournament to win anything and they haven't gotten the title shot and I just honestly feel that Santana and Ortiz are one of the main people you should have, or one of the teams that I definitely feel you should have take those belts right off of the best friends. Yeah, they 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 definitely they elevate the belt too. Santana mm-hmm. and yeah. Ortiz have been doing this together long. They are a real tag team. They've been okay. doing it together. Yeah, and and they've been champions everywhere they've gone, and and rightfully so. Um, no, I, I don't care who takes it off. I was throwing out FTR for, for whatever. I wasn't booking out anywhere further than saying like, Hey, you're, the best friends don't have to hold on to the titles for, I don't know, a month or three, let, let them get 12 tra- transitional champs. Yeah. Let them get, mm-hmm. let them get 12 yeah. TV tapings in as this ends. Hopefully, you know, we go back to, to, to crowds in the next couple of months and then maybe the next big pay-per-view or even the one following that, you know, uh, mm-hmm. um, just, just. Let it, oh yeah 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 no I was I was thinking I was thinking time frame um, when's all out all out's in August uh, tail end of August yeah mm-hmm. you know what that's what I'm saying like that even might be a little bit close that's why I mean either that one or the next one you know they don't have to have it for a long time but yeah transitional champion situation would be nice right now right and you know what and going back to what Wade was saying I totally agree LAX I'm still gonna call them LAX because they're LAX for as long absolutely yeah uh, LAX should be at the forefront if if the Young Bucks when they had their first press conference about AEW being a thing all elite wrestling and they wanted to make tag team wrestling at the forefront of the promotion then you need to get teams like LAX up there uh, and have them fighting for the titles or defending those tag titles I have mm-hmm. had the opportunity to sit front row at a AAA show and watch LAX take on Pentagon and Ray Phoenix. It was a fucking amazing match. Even even the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon and Phoenix, another mm-hmm. amazing tag team. Mm-hmm. Why they're, aren't they fighting for those titles? Well, they're they're you know? back now. They're, I, they're absolutely. You got to mm-hmm. remember, man. They've only been doing TV and titles and things like that for just over a year. 
the one of the right. things that we always complained about, especially with WWE and, 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 and was, was the hot potato belt situation where it mm-hmm. doesn't mean anything. Everybody right. that's had a title in AEW has held it and defended it for at least a realistic time frame. You know, be it not as many weeks, but defended it every week or things like that. I, I just, I, I think that, you know, the amount of talent, you got to figure the Young Bucks in their own company still don't have a title. I think Santana and Ortiz definitely need a title, but it doesn't have to be right away. The work they're doing with the inner circle is incredible. They get TV time every single week, be it as a single with a corner man or as a tag team. The belts, they definitely deserve them. They should definitely have them. But the fact that they don't yet isn't bothering me that much. Okay. Hey, I, I I agree with that. It doesn't bother me that they don't have the belts, but I, I like to see them at least in, in that in that picture it, and at least, at least in the chase. And I think mm-hmm. the first step to that is to get them off two guys that aren't a real tag team. Yep. You're gonna you're yeah, gonna build up AEW as a tag team company, and your champions right now are two singles guys. Don't get me wrong; it's good. I enjoy it. I love it. Those are two excellent guys. And maybe it was a way to get the ball rolling again on Hangman after because you said it a few weeks ago. You feel like he lost a little steam right off the bat. He was the hottest thing in all of wrestling. Maybe this is a way to get a little bit more steam back under him. And I, I don't have a problem with that. But let's let's put the belt on a couple of tag teams. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. So let's go down the card real quick for night two, which will be happening next Wednesday on July 8th mm-hmm. uh, of Fighter Fest. We're going to have an eight-man tag match. It's FTR, Cash Wheeler, and Dax Harwood. I got to really work on remembering those names. And the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, taking on The Butcher and The Blade and The Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's going to be a great match. Those are just four, uh, four great tag teams in the yes. ring at once. It'll be fun. Give me stellar. Know, I'm down for that. Stellar. And then we're going to have a six-man tag match, Colt Cabana and the Dark Order, which will consist of Brody Lee and Stu Grayson taking mm-hmm. on SCU. Uh, then we're going to have Nyla Rose taking on a TBA, to be announced opponent. Oh, see, over here I have a TBD, so I guess we have different. Oh, TBD. <laughs> yeah. Ooh, oh, maybe, man. maybe it's a handicap match, Nyla Rose versus TBA versus TBD. <gasps> oh. Mind blown, mind blown. Uh, then we're going to have a couple singles matches. We're going to have Lance Archer taking on Joey Janela. Entertaining. Very entertaining. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be a good, a good match. Mm-hmm. Um, real quick. I like what they're doing with the team of Joey Janela and Sonny kiss. It is. I really, really like that. Do, do you guys, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure Wade does. Um, do you guys follow dark? Yeah. I follow the results. I, I don't get, the, did, I don't get to watch it, but I do watch read the results. Did you catch uh, Did you catch uh, Scorpio Sky's new uh, song last night on Dark? Oh no, I didn't. Oh, I new never ring, heard about it. new ring music, real good stuff. Still has the SCU okay. graphic, but new ring music. Um, also, yeah, the Sunny Kiss Joey Janela thing has been playing out on Dark as well as on Dynamite a lot. Mm-hmm. The vignettes, the matches, the time. Sunny Kiss has had two of the best matches. Uh, that I've seen. He's had two of the best nights on dark that I've seen in a long time in the past month or so. The things that they're doing with those two are fan fucking tastic. It is a great story. Mm -hmm. Agreed. I really hope, I really like to see, like I could see a team like Joey Janela and Sonny kiss going for the tag titles, even though it's two single stars put together, they already look like they, they belong (sighs) as a team. 
that's yeah that's that's a different situation i think you know two singles guys can become a great tag team look at the bar i hated it at first because i was a big fan of both Mm -hmm. of those guys and then they Mm -hmm. tag teamed up and it became legitimate i just have a hard time i i feel like that if sunny kiss and joey janela decided to become a legit tag team I would buy into that, whereas I will never buy into Hangman and Kenny not being singles. <laughs> right. Agreed. A great Agreed. tag team. Don't get me wrong. You know, mm-hmm. if you put two guys of that caliber together, it's at least an enjoyable match. I like the storyline. Are they going to stay together? Are they going to break? It's all, it's all fucking great. But when you boil it down, they're both going to be going for the big belt within some time. If you want right. to tell me that Joey Janela and Sonny Kiss are going to go at it together instead of go at it alone, I am buying in for that 100%. Mm-hmm. Amen. Agree. agree more. And uh, so, the, and then the, the next singles match is going to be, as we mentioned earlier, Orange, freshly squeezed Orange Cassidy taking on uh, Le Champion, Chris Jericho. Uh, hilarious. It's going to be a great match. It's going to be this hilarious. Is, this is your um, how to put someone over 101. Chris Jericho is best him, in the business. Best mm-hmm. in the business. The, he is the fucking goat. Dude can, can recreate himself everywhere he goes. Um, but also he lost the title to Moxley. Mm-hmm. He didn't make him lose any steam. Nope. He's still at the forefront of everything on AEW television, whether it's commentary or in the ring, he still leads the inner circle. Still calls himself he, Le Champion. Right. And he is going to really help put over Orange Cassidy. Look at him when he, when he took on Jungle Boy. Look at him and all his other, uh, even on his podcast, how he, the way he puts over Marco Stunt. Like, he's the kind of guy you want to get the rub from. That's, and, that's what I mean by best in the business. That's yes. I'm, I'm talking. He's, he is the learning tree of life over there. Uh, th- that's the other thing. Santana and Ortiz are getting, are getting a grooming. Uh, I mean, come on. They're going to go from Conan to Jericho. To Jericho. Do you, yep. let's say you sit under Conan's learning tree for what was it? 10 years, give or take eight years. Mm-hmm. Do you yep. think you're ever going to get that opportunity again? Oh, here comes Jericho. Right. They lucked out. <laughs> when, whenever Jericho retires, I cannot wait for the documentary on Jericho's career. Oh, because like we, we, we use the term barn burner for like matches, but that <clears throat> documentary is going to be a fucking barn burner. Oh, just the, the it's the, the everything, the everything. Just, and I've hated him for so many years. He's such a he, good douche. He did his exactly. He's he such did, a, he a good job. Well. douche. That fucking yep. pony nub sticking out of the top of his head and his mm-hmm. tight little disco inferno shirt. Do you realize that he and disco were wearing the same shirts and we praised one and killed the other? I, I killed the other one. Yep. <laughs> yeah, we did. Yep. <laughs> Oh, oh man, love it. Uh, anyway, and then the uh, main event for mm-hmm. night two, which hopefully will still happen, will be uh, the machine Brian Cage with Taz in his corner, which I love, love that tandem, love that matchup, uh, taking on the current champion, John Moxley. Again, we have to wait and see what's going to happen with Moxley, and hopefully uh, COVID does not plague his stint as champion right now and his future in AEW. Uh, let's move over now to the NXT side. Now, what I what I do like about about NXT Great American Bash is that they didn't already give away what's going to happen on night two. We don't know what's going to happen next week, so they could build a lot uh, starting on night one, which is later on tonight, and also via social media. They could just build night two through social media between uh, over the next week. So the five matches that we're going to catch on night one of Great American Bash is going to be. Oni Lorkin taking on Timothy Thatcher. Banger. Holy shit. 
Banger. That's barn burner, banger, whatever the hell you want to call it. Oh my God, it's going to be a hard hitting match between these two. Um, I'm going to throw my prediction. Timothy Thatcher is going to go over. I think they're really trying to push Timothy Thatcher as this uh, this madman in the ring and just phenomenal uh, put him in the ring against anyone, but him versus Oni Lorkin, uh, a.k.a. Biff Busick, uh, formerly known as, in case you didn't know. It's going to be a fucking great match. Uh, great match. Timothy Thatcher, Oni Lorkin. The only match that I'm kind of eh about is the Rhea Ripley handicap match versus Aaliyah and Robert Stone. I like what they're doing with Robert Stone, who was formerly known as Robbie E from Impact. Um, I think he's he's good as a, a manager character. Uh, he did lose Chelsea Green. Uh, I missed that. I, that was the one week I missed that. So I kind of missed what happened there. But now Robert Stone, the Robert Stone brand has Aaliyah. So the stipulation for this match is if they beat Rhea Ripley, Rhea Ripley has to join the Robert Stone brand. Mm-hmm. Hot take. I could see Robert Stone and Aaliyah winning and going on this little storyline where uh, Rhea Ripley has to join the Robert Stone brand. Very reminiscent of John Cena having to join the Nexus kind of thing, right? Um, I don't think Rhea Ripley loses any any steam with this kind of match. She's still the nightmare. She's still big in the women's division in NXT. Uh, I think it'll be a fun, entertaining match. I just think Aaliyah has been around for far too long, and um, I'm surprised she still is even on the contract. With you and me both. You and me both. <laughs> I remember when she was in a tag team with Liv Morgan, and I thought that would have got her yep. over. That didn't either. <laughs> that didn't either. Uh, she was in a tag team with um, Vanessa Bourne, was mm-hmm. it? Yeah. I thought that team could have went somewhere. They both had that very similar character, very similar um, attitude backstage. They had some pretty good promos. I haven't seen Vanessa Bourne, the, Bourne in weeks, though, in months. Uh, uh, pandemic probably could have held her from, you know, travel or whatever. Uh, but Hey, you know what? Uh, I, 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 more power to Aaliyah. I hope she figures it out and can hopefully find her footing at some point or else she's going to be in NXT for her entire career, which won't be a bad thing. Yeah, but I don't Um, think it'll be one of those voluntary situations. No, Mm -hmm. not at all. So another match I'm really looking forward to, uh, is the first ever NXT strap match which is going to be Dexter Loomis versus Roderick Strong. Could you imagine Um, being strapped to that, man? First of all, I think strap matches are fun. Uh, I always think back to the the infamous Savio Vega versus uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin strap match. I believe it was a King of the Ring. I could be wrong. Maybe it was a different pay-per-view, but... It wasn't in your uh, house. It wasn't in your house. Thank you. That's right. Mm -hmm. In your house. Was that the first in your house? Uh, No, it was... uh, I think it was the one Beware of Dog. Beware of dog. Yes. British Bulldog. And, and Sean. Uh, and Sean. Yes. Yes. In the main event. Um, anyway, so strap match between Loomis and Strong. Going to be a great match. I like the storyline they're doing with Dexter Loomis on his infatuation with the Undisputed Era. Mm-hmm. This is long-term storytelling. It's been a slow burn because nobody knows what is Dexter Loomis's infatuation with UE. Why is he... Why is he stalked them? Why does he always appear in all their matches? What? Why does he want UE so bad? And I like how we haven't found that out yet because Loomis doesn't really speak. He hasn't really cut a promo yet, has he? He had his vignettes where all you see are his big fucking white eyes, which I think is awesome. But I don't know. I want to know. So it makes me want to keep watching and tuning in whenever he's on TV. 
right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Loomis is definitely going to win this match. I mean, unless there's some kind of dusty finish and UE gets involved and there's a DQ or something like that. Um, then we have the fatal four-way match, more women's wrestling, Wade right up your alley. We yes. have a fatal four-way limit elimination match to determine the number one contender for the NXT championship. Uh, we're going to have Dakota Kai taking on Mia Yim, taking on Candice LeRae, taking on Tegan Knox. Now, my only thing is I'd say since beginning of 2020, the same women in NXT are getting number one contender title shots over and over and over again, which is not a bad thing. That means that they're all in NXT or WWE's eyes. You know, hey, these are going to be our – this is our future of the division. But there are st- there still are other women out there in NXT that haven't gotten into the spot yet. Um I wish we knew why these four got put in an unmoved contender spot again. Because I feel like it was just before EO got the title, it was the four of them and EO fighting for an unmoved contendership, right? Mm-hmm. Now, if they said, oh, hey, you're going to, on uh, tonight's NXT, you four are going to have singles matches. The winner of those matches qualifies for a fatal four way match. That would be one thing. But don't just announce, oh, by the way, these four are going to have a number one contender title shot again. Go ahead, Wade. You're, you're thinking here. Intertwining feuds. All right. four of those women are involved in feuds with one another or the other. Right. You got Dakota Candace. Kai and Tegan Knox, Tegan Knox mm-hmm. and Candace, Candace and Mia. Mm-hmm. So okay. you got intertwining feuds. Okay. And I also want to go harp on what you said earlier. We don't know what night two is going to look like. So what if for night two, whoever wins that match from night one faces the champion on night two? Right. Which very well could happen because the champion, Io Shirai, is facing Sasha Banks, which is going to be, first of all, a great fucking match. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But it's it's a non-title match. So even if Mm -hmm. Sasha wins, Io doesn't lose the title. Io doesn't lose any steam. She's still the head of the women's division in NXT. Mm -hmm. But you're right. That very well could could be a a title match uh, moving on for next week. And also, you know, speaking of title matches... There's no uh, there's no tag title match on the card right now. Imperium, Fabian Eichner, and Marcel Barthel have the NXT tag titles. They are currently in Florida, so it's not like they have any kind of travel restrictions. So we're probably going to see a tag title match with them next week. Uh, we have seen Rizongo make a return over the past few weeks. Uh, we stu- we have seen uh, what the hell is that Indian uh, team? Indu Sheer, Indu Sheer with uh, M- Malcolm Bivens. Uh, going for the tag titles as well. So maybe you could have a three-way or fatal four-way tag title match on the second night. So maybe, Wade, as you said, AEW should have done a, a championship Wednesday. Maybe NXT is going to do that with their second night of Great American Bash. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Maddie, out of all these matches, which one excites you the most? I'm, I'm absolutely going strat match. Um, <sighs> you know... I hate to say absolute. It's it, the the fatal four way is going to be pretty intense. Um, no, nope. I want to see things get violent. I'm going to go with the strap match. Okay. It's going to be. I want to see. I want to see Dexter Loomis take take strong to the woodshed, man. I want to see things go to task. Uh, I want to see an interference because it's just getting too brutal. Okay, I think it. I think yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to go with that. Uh, you know, if, if you had asked me any other day, if I had known that question was coming, if I thought about it for more, I'd have to say the the women's number one contender match just because the amount of talent in the ring. 
But uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I want to see motherfuckers get messed up. Right on. Wade, I think I can answer this question for you. You're looking forward to the Fatal 4-Way match. And, of course, the legit boss taking on the goddess of the sky. I mean, Sasha and Neo. that's going to be probably one. I think that can be the women's match of the year, if not one of the best women's matches of 2020. Hands down, Sasha Sasha and EO is a dream match that we wanted but never thought we would get until EO made her way up to the main roster. Mm-hmm. We're getting in now due to the pandemic and the way things are being booked. I am so excited for this match. The fatal four-way, if you like, I'm gonna go off of what Maddie G said. If you'd have just told me the EO Sasha match wasn't happening, the fatal four-way wouldn't have won me over. On top of that, it's a fatal four-way elimination match. See, that's it adds uh, more to it. So much better stakes. Yeah, I actually care now, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and I'm gonna and I have I already have my pick for that match because Bones put it in my ear and it's been burned in my brain since like we talked about it. I got Dakota winning that. You got Dakota winning this one, huh? Give I us the Dakota why. Give this. us the why. Okay. Because again, quoting the Good Brother Bones, Dakota was the main one since she turned heel, hinting at that belt first. Mm-hmm. She's like, I want that. And you know what? You said you've had the same women over and over again. Obviously, Mia's had her shot at, at it and didn't succeed. Candice is in the middle of her here run with Mia, so I don't think she has a chance to get it. And Tegan Knox, as much as I love her, she's, she's come back from inj- two back-to-back injuries in the Mae Young Classic. And it would be a right. great comeback story for her to go up against EO. Dakota winning it solidifies everything and you can have it where it's down to Dakota and Tegan in the end just to continue there for you there you go I really want I really want that to happen I really want Dakota versus EO next week so here's my thing I want to talk about Tegan Knox real quick I want to be a huge fan of Tegan Knox but can she fucking just stop choke slamming people that's part of her thing, man. It is not believable. She's all five foot wide, five five, five six. Even she's not even. I know she's not nowhere close to five ten. She's got to be like five five, five six. Mm-hmm. And I just, it doesn't look like it, it. It's it's right. Like she shouldn't be choke slamming people. Like why? I don't like that. She's choke slamming people that are the same size as her. Like if you had a Raquel Gonzalez choke slamming a Casey Catanzaro. Okay, that makes sense. If you had a you know? Gonzalez slamming you bones, it would look real as hell. It would look real. It would look very real. You're yeah, right. Yeah, man. You'd but, be crippled. That's part of her gimmick, though. That's Lady Kane. Yeah, She's yeah. a huge Kane mark. Yeah, she but loves still, Kane. But I, I, want, I want the moves to look believable, and I don't like – I never liked watching Tegan Knox chokeslam someone who's the same size as her. And the, the choke slams don't look like the way Kane or Undertaker or Big Show do them. Even Baron Corbin can do a choke slam, and it's believable. You know, I just don't like Tegan Knox's choke slams. One of my one one little hot take that I just had to point out. I just don't like seeing her do it. It bugs the shit out of me. That do you like her shiny the, wizard? I'm just asking. Do you like? Her shiny I do wizard? like the shiny wizard. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So I you like got to take. Yes. You got to give and take. It's a little give and take. Yes, she, but <laughs> she has to. She has to get rid of the fucking uh, the choke slam. It, but she has the shiniest wizard. It's the shiniest. It's, it's the, the shiniest wizard. Right. So shine up some more. Do something cool with that. But stop doing the fucking choke slam. I hate so, that. So take, take that. Take that choke slam. Turn it sideways. Shine it on up. And <laughs> straight up your candy ass. Yeah, yeah of course. That's um, true. So anyway, so 
We have two big. Oh, I'm sorry. And before I even go on. So next week, the only match that has been announced for the night two of Great American Bash is a champion versus champion winner take all. We have the North American champion, limitless Keith Lee, taking on the current NXT champion, Adam Cole. Bay Bay. Remember when we were talking a few weeks ago about the rumblings about them producing a larger belt because Adam mm-hmm. Cole is a smaller man? I believe Keith Lee is a larger man than Adam Cole. I mm-hmm. I definitely can see Keith Lee coming out of this as being a double, double champion. Champion. Hell yeah. Where they go mm. with it after that, who knows? Who gives um, a shit? Carrying Cross. Carrying Cross. Okay. Well, they they already planted that seed of few weeks ago when Scarlett came out of the end of um, yeah. the Loomis Cole match. Give him the little right? belt. Yeah. Give him the little so, belt right now. And then and didn't Keith Lee break the hourglass? Ooh. I think you're right. Yes. Who was to say Keith Lee walks out with the titles? You're right. Mm-hmm. You're right. I like this. The, the, this. This can go a few different ways. Mm-hmm. Um I think Keith Lee can take it and leave with both belts. I think Adam Cole already has made history. He's already had his run as the champion, as the greatest NXT champion, I think, in history. Um, I still would like to see Adam Cole defend that title, though, against someone like Finn Balor. We have not seen that match yet. Uh, I would like to see them do a real few with Balor and Adam Cole. But I think if, if they're starting to if they're looking to shake things up in NXT and maybe move some people over to the Raw and SmackDown, which – I don't know. Could be good or bad or indifferent, whoever. Um, I mean, th- th- there's got to be a reason. Something has to, big has to happen. That's why they're doing this whole winner takes all match between these two champions, right? Mm-hmm. So something's going to come of it. Um, we'll have to see what happens, though. Maybe, maybe something will happen. There'll be a kind of head to head with them backstage uh, tonight uh, during night one. But uh, this is going to be a great match too. Seeing Keith Lee and Adam Cole winner take all. So yeah. I know mm-hmm. I'm going to be glued to my TV until midnight. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have both screens up uh, tonight and next week. So Same time? Night, same yep. time. Simultaneously. <laughs> Warriors. Simulcast. War- you know what I'm going to – if I have both shows on at the same time, I'm going to end up watching my ceiling fan. <laughs> That's just how my brain works, man. Nah, <laughs> right? No, nah, give me what, – what, what are you kidding me? I, listen to me today. I'm all over the place because there's three of us on. Nope. One show at a time, then I watch the next show. Then you watch the next. Well, which one are you going to watch first? Which one, which one are you going to DVR? Do you even have to ask after 12 episodes? You're an AEW, Mark. I know you're Yeah, but so is my wife. And you know what, man? The fact that she has to get up early for work and probably won't watch NXT. I like the fact that we sit and laugh and enjoy. We talk Mm -hmm. storyline. You know, I know she's most excited for Jericho Cassidy. Hell yeah. I know. Yeah, that's, there it is. Throw it up. There it is. Oh, yeah. She doesn't, she doesn't know. I just got her, uh, I just got her the uh, Orange Cassidy beach towel. Oh, oh, that's awesome! And and that's because awesome. she's a huge fan of Pineapple Pete shirt, so, so Pineapple yeah, Pete—that's another yeah. person Jericho put over. Yep. Oh, dude, that's right. Sh- sh- no, nobody knew who Sugar Dunkerton was. No in one the US. did. Yeah, no one. No one. I, now he's I got saw a him wrestle lock. once. I saw him wrestle once in Jersey, and then I, mean, I was like, "Oh, that's Sugar Dunkerton, Pineapple Pete. Oh, this is great." Hell yeah! Oh yeah! So, uh, yeah, Jericho's awesome. the best in the biz, man. If you're gonna be under a tree, why not be under that tree? He's got the freedom to do whatever he wants with you creatively within mm-hmm. reason. And he is obviously not afraid. He gave, he gave uh, uh, 
we'll call him Pineapple Pete. Pineapple Pete had a 90-second promo on live television in a match where he got some offense in against Jericho and then laid yeah. there dead on the ground until uh, Ortiz shuffled him out of the ring. But but mm-hmm. come on, man. He gave that guy, what, five minutes of primetime TNT time yeah. to do his thing? It very, that very easily could have been a very simple squash match, but it wasn't. He helped him get over. That's called getting the rub. Rub. And even if it was a squash match, he would have gotten some off of that. But for Jericho mm-hmm. to be like, no, let the kid talk. Let him put a little offense in. I hit him with the Judas right. effect. We go into our long-ass promo for uh, for Double or Nothing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Shh. Great. Well, anyway, guys, we have, uh, we have two very big weeks of wrestling now with uh, again, Great American Bash, Fighter Fest, and then, of course, whatever's going on on Raw, SmackDown, Impact, everything else going on, New Japan Cup. Uh, I always say it, great time to be a wrestling fan. Sure is. So, uh, definitely. On that oh, note, wait, wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna put weight on oh. the spot. I'm gonna put weight on the spot. Uh, can it. we, can we count on you for at least one, if not both, of the next two weeks with everything going on? You know what? Yes. Oh, <laughs> make that happen. I love that. First, fam, we're gonna, we're gonna have, we're gonna have Wade back with us at least once, if not twice. And you know what? Third time might be the charm because the following week will be Slammiversary. So, you know, oh, you um, got me. I don't know if you guys are coming over to my place. We'll throw it on the big screen out in the pad in the, uh, the backyard. Social distance okay. it with uh, with uh, the, the screen. You know, mm-hmm. I like it. I like, I like it. it. We definitely need to make some plans for this. Have a little uh, fourth wall fam get together over here. All right. So anyway, guys, on that note, if this is your first time tuning in. Thank you for listening to episode twelve of the new Normal Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, JC Bones. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at EMG underscore JC Bones and on Twitter at JC Bones. Be sure to check us out every single week exclusively on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Be sure to follow the network on Twitter at Fourth Wall Pop. That's F O U R T H W A double L Pop. And check us out on Instagram at Fourth Wall Pop Network. Maddie G, DJ Maddie G, tell the fan where they can find you. Oh, man, just like Johnny Bones, you can find me at EMG underscore Matty G. That is DJ Matty Goshen on Facebook. That's G-O-S-H-E-N. And DJ Matty G-N-J on Twitter. I will work on streamlining. No, I'm not going to. Uh, I'm old. I got that shit all at different times. You guys are just going to have to get over it. Uh, DM me on Instagram. It's the one I go on the most. Cool. And Big Brother Wade, thank you so much for joining us yet again on another episode. Uh, please tell the fan where they can find you and where they can find your... I heard you host a podcast too, brother. Where? I do. I do, as a matter of fact. And it's available exclusively on the Fourth Wall Pop Network. Oh, I am part what? of one half of the Amazing Adventures crew with my good brother, Big Heck, where we talk about all things geek, movies, comic books, TV, and boy, do we have some news to talk about this week. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> lots lots of DC and Marvel talk. Man, oh, my yeah. head exploded. <laughs> with all the stuff we talked about, it's going to oh, be amazing. Man. Especially with what I, we just found out. We'll, I'll, I'll spill that off the air. With Save you guys that a little for, bit. yeah. No, um, but, um, no spoilers. No spoilers. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Wade Olson. You could also find our the podcast page at Big Heck Wade Adventures on Instagram. You can find find us on Twitter at Big Heck Wade ADV. You can find us on Facebook, Big Heck Wade Adventures, and you can also find us on Twitch. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have a Twitch where we will be streaming games every now and then. We even may have a lovely guest come on and uh, play a, a, a certain game that makes her curse a lot. Heel Carm, we're talking to you. That's right. I'm doing another yeah. show. 
Heel Karn, we're talking to you. We're going to get you on eventually. Oh. Hashtag fourth wall needs heel Karn. Yes, hashtag fourth wall <laughs> needs heel Karn. Yes. Awesome. All right, brothers. Well, thank you again for another awesome episode. So, fam, please be sure to like, share, and subscribe. And let's make this show right here, the new normal wrestling podcast, your biggest draw for the critics, the marks, the casual, and the hardcore. Once again, we are NNW, and we'll see you next week. We out.